0: Let's read the Scriptures together. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Father, I thank you for your grace. I thank you that your word covers everything. I thank you that it touches every area of our lives. It touches every season of our lives. I thank you, Father, that uh, there there are no places we can go where you are not with us, and so I pray that you would speak to us today, and that you would uh, that you would make us aware of your presence in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. From nineteen ninety five to ninety eight, um, our family, Margaret and I, and, and uh, the kids were in Zimbabwe in Harare, Zimbabwe, and uh, working in a Bible school. And the last uh, term that uh, we were there in the Bible school. And I served as the acting director, and one day uh, one of the students wanted to see me. He uh, he wanted to have a morning appointment, and so he came comes in this morning, and uh, and, and you know after the after the pleasantries and that, and I and I really love it because they they the Zimbabweans do not set aside the pleasantries. You do you do that. But they're also not avoiding the issue. They will get straight to it once the pleasantries have been done. That's, that's a, what a civil way to conduct yourself. But uh, the point that he had was very simple. Pastor, I'm leaving school. And I was uh, kind of, well, okay. Uh, you know, there were a number of reasons maybe why he would be leaving school. And uh, you know, maybe he had some issues at home, uh, family issues, things that he needed to, to get back to. But it wasn't any of those. Uh, he said, uh, I'm leaving because, Pastor, the first year that I was here, the oh, the, the, the spirit was just moving every day. And I was I was growing, and I just I really felt God's presence and and he was really working in my life. And uh, I, that's just not happening this term. So I'm going home. I went, ah, well hold on just a moment. You don't understand seasons you would make a wonderful, charismatic, evangelical American. They say that the difference between someone from England and someone from America is someone from England thinks 100 miles is a long way, someone from America thinks 100 years is a long time. Sometimes we feel that 100 days is a long time. Sometimes we feel that some very short periods are long time um, seasons uh, there are four things that I want to bring out about seasons today that I want to that I want to mention and talk about seasons um, to set up for this series we're going to spend the next uh, three months basically on the things that we read in that uh, in that passage of scripture but this is this is the foundational for, let's get this series started. And there are four things that I want to bring out. And one of them is that seasons were created by God. Uh, he did this intentionally. It, it wasn't a matter of him uh, you know, making everything going, whoa, oh, wow, there are seasons there. Okay. No, uh-uh. That's, I mean, the Bible tells us over in Genesis uh, 1.14, God said, let there be lights in the expanse of heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years, he he did this intentionally, people. And we want oh, we want all that God has for us. I want I want everything that God has for me. Let's just bring it on in, in my in my life. And 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 God is good all the time. You yeah. know that, that's that's kind of the. That's kind of the, the byword, the, the catchphrase. You know, go, you go down the hall and you're in the right kind of church and you're going, God is good all the time. You know? <laughs> all the time, God is good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we want everything that He has for us, and He's good all the time. Well, one of those things that He has for us is seasons. And He's good all the time in those seasons. We may not like all those seasons. Uh, however, most of you are familiar with Romans eight twenty eight, And everything, God is at work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it is so easy to believe that scripture when you just got a new job. It's so easy to believe that scripture when that, that, that crummy boss has been transferred out of your, well, he's probably been promoted for being crummy, but been, been taken out of your department and is no longer in your hair anymore. Oh, yes, God is at work and everything. I know that he is. But then when you have a hard season, that's when you find out if you believe that verse or not. And, and, that's, and that's really what it boils down to. Do you believe this? Do I believe that God is at work in the, in the middle of this mess that's going on in my life right now? Do I believe that? Do I believe that God is at work in this pain that I'm feeling in my life? So uh, God created seasons. Second thing about seasons is that they come whether we want them to or not. They just do. I love living in Tennessee because I like four seasons. And we have four seasons. We have summer. We have fall. We have winter. and We have allergies and the allergy season is, is a beautiful season yeah but we, we have four uh, zimbabwe only had two they they had they had a wet season and a dry season and most of the time it was, it was very pretty there but i missed the seasons i mean i missed you know i missed the fall i missed the uh the, the spring uh hawaii basically just has one that's yeah so does antarctica uh, so you know, if you're if you're a one season person, you got options there. Uh, not everyone wants four seasons, uh, or two, or any, for that matter. But they're going to come anyway. They just will. Uh, we've brought this verse up a number of times and referenced it, but let's do it again. Jesus said to his disciples on the night he was betrayed, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And we sometimes joke about this being a promise from God. Uh, But, you know, in this world you will have trouble. But that's not a promise. That's just a truth. You don't have to be, you don't have to claim that promise because that's not a promise. It's a truth. And you don't have to be a Christian. It's not like, well, boy, I don't know if I want to be a Christian because this is a world trouble thing. No, if, you your, if, you, if you're a card-carrying member of the human race, that's a truth. If you're an unbeliever and you don't belong to Christ, what you don't get is the last third of that verse. Take heart. I have overcome the world. That's the promise right there. You you don't have to despair. You can take heart because I have overcome the world. You don't want to get old. There's only one way to not get old, and that's to not live long enough to get old. Uh, Somebody said in the first service that uh, old age is not for the weak which is very ironic <laughs> because, you know, it's not for the frail either. And that too is ironic. Uh, Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Over in, over in uh, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got, got enough worry for itself. Each day uh, has enough trouble of its own. And he's not saying, you know, don't plan. He's not saying don't prepare He's saying, don't worry. You know, he didn't, he didn't say, don't make any preparations tomorrow. He said, don't worry. You know, if you, you can make preparations if they don't come together, don't worry. Because even if they do come together, you still can't control it. Still can't control what's coming down the pike. Yeah. God's got it. Change will come. In fact, Turn to someone and deliver the news. Change is going to happen. Just, just uh, this requires verbal uh, participation. Yeah, change is going to happen. Just, just say it to somebody. And if you don't want to say it to somebody, say it to your hand. Change is going to happen. You know, I mean, let's 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 get participatory here, people. Change is coming, and then another change is coming. And then another, 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 and then another. I can fade too. (laughs) God must like change because while He is the only unchanging fixed point in the universe, everything He created changes. That's how we know Jesus was not created because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you're in a good season, don't worry that it's going to end. It is, but don't worry about it. If you're in a hard season, don't worry that it's never going to end. It is. And hopefully it's not going to get a harder season. But but the hard season you're in will end. It will. Change is coming. The the underlying question is, I, I trust Him. Do I trust Him? I trust Him with the changes that are coming in my life, the things that are going to happen. And so uh, God created seasons. They come whether we want them or not. Seasons also require patience. Wayne Berry wrote a song once that started out, Patience is a virtue, but it takes so long to learn. It does. I remember my fourth Christmas. Very clearly. And I I I I do. I uh I, I remember um I remember the house we were in. I don't remember what I got, but I, I remember I got some stuff. And I remember being outside and I, I can almost I can feel where I was standing in front of the house when the thought hit me. Uh and, and it was it was a real bummer, although at age four in nineteen fifty-four, bummer was not a word or anything that we used. So I would have probably Been thinking, I I feel clinically depressed. Uh, When it hit me, it's going to be 364 long days before this happens again. Wow. And do you know what that feels like to a four year old? It's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I, I, remember, I remember thinking that, and, and there was a phrase that people used to say, slow as Christmas, Aye, slow as Christmas. They don't say that much anymore. Because now we're encouraged to get into the Christmas spirit, i.e. the shopping spirit, right after back to school. You know, I mean, if you wait till Halloween, you're behind the curve to start getting in that Jingle Bells thing going on. You know, we, we're, we're, we're rushing it. We're, 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 we're getting Christmas here earlier and earlier every year. Do you enjoy it? Do you like it? Here's the thing. We can rush man-made seasons, but God's seasons cannot be rushed. Can't do anything to rush them. It requires patience. No matter how much you may want the warmth of spring uh, once the calendar turns to April. I mean, it's April for crying out loud. It needs to be warming up. You better take a, a coat out at night, you know. And if you're going to play softball, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I remember those April games and, you know, you'd you hit that ball and your hands would just go. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And you can't slow them down either. Can't slow the seasons down. It would be nice if those 70, 80 degree days that we've had here for three or four days would hang around. But the 90s are already with us. And they're going to continue on for a few months. And so it is with God-ordained seasons in our lives. It's one of the reasons why God has given us the, uh, the Holy Spirit to bear the fruit of patience in our lives because you have to have it to be able to, to go through His seasons. How long does it take to become 18? Can you get there in 14 years? No. Yeah. You can't get there in 17 years. It takes 18 years. And that's it. And by the way, you know, once you're past it, you're past it. You can't you can't hold on to it. I was 18 once. I know. Because I'm not anymore. Hair dye and Botox cannot keep you from getting old. They can only make you look weird. And you can't become a mature disciple, you can't become a mature leader in six weeks. Just doesn't happen. Uh, six months, six, six years maybe. I mean it it, it can't be done. God can use you immediately. He, he, he can do something, and, and usually the reason why, well, there's this delicate balance here, because when we first come to the Lord, it's kind of like, yes! You know, and he's kind of going, well, okay, that's great. Let's use some of that faith, you know, and do something. But if he does, then you're liable to feel like, man, I got it going on, because you're not mature yet. You don't know how to handle that yet. You know, so he's got, he's got his work cut out for him, you know. Every, every time, every person who comes to the Lord, he can snap his fingers and make you righteous. He can snap and make you holy. He can't snap and make you mature because that's not how he rolls. That's not how he, that's not how he works. He has chosen to work with seasons. And because he has, seasons are also necessary. They're essential in our lives. I'm going to put up one of the most loathed Scripture verses in all of the Bible. Uh, One of the verses that, you know, we would tend to look at and go, yuck. And it's Psalm 119, verse 71. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. Doesn't that just make you want to raise a hallelujah? Yeah. Oh, this is not, when it says it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees, it's not talking about memorizing Scripture. Memorizing Scripture is, is good. Memorizing Scripture is, is great. In fact, uh, before, I, before I went into the ministry, I was uh, uh, living in Nashville, and uh, work, And I say ministry, before I went into ministry as a, as a vocation uh, full-time, I was living in Nashville, I was working in Murfreesboro, so I was going opposite of the traffic. And I didn't have a cell phone, so I couldn't text. So, I, uh, so, so I, I had my Bible, and I used that time to start memorizing the book of John. And, you know, I had five years and, you know, 45 minutes each way, an hour and a half every day. Uh, so, I, you know, I got, got pretty good. At, and let me just tell you, what a rich resource that's been to, to draw on in my life for for over 40 years now. I mean, it's memorizing scripture is great. But there is a difference between memorizing scripture and learning scripture. There's there's a difference in that. It's it's great to memorize verses. But learning them is something different. Uh it's one thing to memorize love your enemies and pray for those who who use you ill? But in order for you to learn it, you got to have a season with some enemies in your life. You, you got you to have be used ill a little bit in order for you to actually be able to learn that it was good for me to be afflicted, so that I might learn your decrees. My parents went through some some times of affliction. <laughs> Boy, they. Uh, they got, they got married right in the heart of the Depression, 1936. And so, uh, you know, there's, that's enough right there. But then they decided to uh, not just pastor churches, but pioneer churches. And whew, wow. Uh, however, probably one of the hardest seasons of their life was the last, certainly for my mom. The last 13 years of her life, she was in a wheelchair uh, from, uh, from strokes. Well, let me tell you, my dad... My dad never shone so brightly as he did those last thirteen years. I mean, it it took him from being it took him from being a good man, a nice man, to being a sweet man. Being a man who had a sweet spirit. And I'm not saying that there weren't times when he got a little frustrated. <laughs> I would not say there weren't times, you know, when he didn't when he didn't burn the beans. I mean, you know, there there were there were things going on, but it was it was a sweet sweet time in his life, and almost almost four years after the, for the four years almost after my mom passed, that my dad and I were t- together. That was that was the best four years we've ever had together, you know. And and, and part of it's because you know I, every day I'd need to carve off time and go and see him, and you know we didn't always communicate great. He sent me to the store for Irish potatoes one time. I, I went Irish potatoes. I, well, there's sweet potatoes. There's potatoes. There's bacon potatoes. Irish, they don't, Dad, they went back, Dad, they don't have Irish potatoes. Well, it's just a potato. Well, why didn't you just say it was just a potato? (laughs) But it was great. It was great. Jesus says in John 16, 7, Very truly I tell you, it's good for you that I'm going away. This was the night before he went to the cross. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Are you kidding me? He can't possibly, it can't possibly be good that this season of walking physically with Jesus is ending. How can that possibly be a a good thing? Well, Jesus said it was. I trust him. Had he not gone... Yeah, you know, a few people could hang out with him, a few people could hang around with him, but the Holy Spirit would not have come. With him going and the Holy Spirit coming, that number jumped up exponentially to infinity. That's what it becomes the number of people who can who can have communion with Jesus and, and, and know his presence and feel feel his presence. Say, so, okay, that's well, Pastor, isn't there a verse though somewhere about as believers, we're, we're supposed to go from glory to glory to glory? Well, you're talking about you're talking about 2 Corinthians. That's that's 318. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. And some translations say glory to glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We go from glory to glory. Well, what is glory? We have a tendency to, to use these words and have no idea what they actually mean, what they are. Words that, great. We use the word great a lot. What does that mean? Well, uh, what, makes a, what makes a country great? Is it, it's got more money and bigger armies than everybody else? I mean, yeah, in, in, in world's terms. That might not be the biblical definition, greatness. Does does glory mean that the next service is better than the service before? Oh, that was a great service, man. Oh, wow. I wonder what God's going to do this time to top that. God doesn't top that. He, He doesn't try to top. We try to top that. Oh, this is good, people. Yeah. We try to top, God doesn't try to top that. That's not, that's not how He does it. That's, Pastor, I'm leaving school. According to this verse, glory is being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. You think that's a painless process? How appropriate for Memorial Day. Uh, In the natural, when I think of glory, really the first thing that comes to my mind is a warrior. Maybe maybe blood-stained and mud-stained and and win or lose. Someone who's come through the struggle. Someone who's come through the... that's, That's glory. And not all of them make it. And yet, there's glory to be had. Glory is Frodo Baggins being flown off of Mount Doom, you know, with a finger missing, and uh, because you know he's just he's just done this thing that has done him in. And yet. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm geeking out here for a minute. Uh, I, I, I love the scene uh, where, in, in the book, anyway, where where Samwise wakes up and realizes that Frodo's alive and he's alive, and you know, and he, and he shouts out, "Oh, great glory and trumpets! All of my wishes have come true." That's glory. That's what glory is. You came through something hard, and the beauty isn't just on the mountaintop. Uh, especially back in the, in the 70s and 80s, we used to talk about the mountaintop experience. I'm going up on the mountain of the Lord. I'm going to go meet with the Lord. We're going to be on the mountain. You do, And, and it's beautiful up there. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid of heights, but if the mountain you know, is big enough, if the mountaintop's big enough, I love to see the, see the vista and to see the scenery and everything. But you know, if the mountain's high enough, nothing's growing up there. Once you get past the tree line, there's nothing up there. There's a few things that'll grow on the side of a mountain, but if you really want to get where things grow, if you really want to get where it's fertile, you go down in the valley. You go down where the where the stream is and where the soil where the soil is rich. And, and, and this is this is my kind of scenery. I mean, this is what I this is what, As long as there's no bears, you know, this is this is really where I'd like to be. For sure, it's cool. It's green. It's moist. It's beautiful. This past Mother's Day, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I asked Margaret what she wanted for Mother's Day, and uh, she likes wind chimes. And she said, "I want, I want, I want a wind chime." And uh, we 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 have a couple in the yard. There's one. There's a there's a a, a nice little one that makes got beautiful sound to it and. It really looked great until we left it out in the weather for a few years, but uh, but but it's dinky. And and then and then she got this this bigger one, this big black thing that kind of goes gong gong gong. And she really, that's what she was talking. About. I want some more of those gong 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 things, and uh, but you got to go to Pigeon Forge to get them, so <laughs> that wasn't happening. Uh, so I went to the co-op, and the co-op is. Uh, uh, that's the place to go if you want wind chimes. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's better than Amazon. They got it, they got it there. And, they, and they're weatherproof and all this stuff. And I saw, you know, I saw some nice, some nice wind chimes. They had a nice sound to them and everything. And then I, uh, I saw some nice wind chimes, had some, you know, everything. And uh, there are times, you know, when I would probably gone, well, you know, that, that's, that's really nice, that's nice. It's nice enough, but this time I thought, if this is the last Mother's Day present I'm ever going to get from Margaret, (laughs) it's not about the money. It's not about how much you spend. It's about what you're thinking. And this this season, this season of the valley for us has taught me that I should treat every day with this beautiful, magnificent woman with that mindset. Regardless. You know. I I I hope I hope we have 20 more Mother's Days. But if this is the last one, yeah. I hope we have 20 more May the 25th and May the 26th. But if this is the last one, let's make it a good one. Let's do this right. And I do believe that in thinking that way, I'm becoming a better man. Maybe even being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Every season that God sends us, will draw us closer to him if we'll let it.